All right, welcome. Good to geek out. Good place to go to geek out. Today we geek out about Invincible, episode seven called We Need to Talk. A lot to talk about. Editor San Antonio here with a bunch of my boys. Uh, two that haven't even been on our Invincible chats yet. What up, fellas? Who's who? What up, Ed? Uh, Eduardo Gadea. Hey, a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about in this episode. Very deep. Uh, glad to be here with my friends and glad to geek out. Oh, so I go? Okay, yeah. Hi, Kenny. Um, glad to be here, first timer. Um, glad to geek out and talk about this episode. Yeah, a whole lot to talk about. Boba French. Cyclops is garbage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is your boy, Jay. Cyclops is not a cuck. He is a victim. All right? He is the best damn X-Man ever from Los Angeles, California. <laughs> that might be the, the best intro I've seen in a minute. All right. Episode 7 uh, kind of opens up. What's it called? Uh, we need to talk. Broken trust, I feel, is the theme of this whole episode. There's a lot of backpedaling and a lot of explaining and a lot of things that try to get made, quote unquote, good. Um, cold open, Debbie alone in the bed. You think she's in the home alone, looks at the punch in the wall, swears she's home alone. She turns the corner and there's creepy Omni-Man looking out the window for God knows how long, probably since last night. Uh mm. What'd you guys think about that open? Any uh, comments? Um, kind of reminds me of like watching a um, like you ever seen a, the movie What's Love Got to Do with It when Ike Turner showed up out of nowhere. You know what's gonna happen? <laughs> you, you, like she, she's gonna catch a beating. I'm like, oh, oh, she'll get her ass beat. She'll get a black eye, <laughs> or or worse. I like I hope I just mind you. I've never watched the I was like never read the Invisible Invisible comics so. I went into this kind of dry. So my whole thought process was, is he going to kill her at any point? Like, what's stopping him from killing her? Like, really? Like, he, he, he has a compunction about killing anybody else, so why not kill his wife? And so the, that goes to something that we've been talking about uh, earlier in the season. She's his kryptonite. She is the only thing on Earth he cares about and will actually not kill. He loves her more than anything and his people aren't supposed to love as a vitramite. He's not supposed to, as his son is confusing him. His son isn't just the average. I'm a teenager. Like I don't get my kid. He's like, uh, we literally don't do this. Like he tell, tells Cecil, he's like, no, teenagers don't act out. It's like, well, you, your kid's kind of human. Like you got to fucking got to, got to accept that. So I think that they do a good job. Like, again, I looked at it, not, <laughs> I wouldn't say so much like Superman staring at a piece of kryptonite per se, but like, I think he's really perplexed on like how he goes forward. Because again, I think he thinks that she was going to be fucking on board with this from the get go. And he's super confused that she ain't super confused. Huh? Yeah. No, and I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I feel like it's uh analogous to Vegeta and Bulma hooking up eventually. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like going that way. But uh, Lucy, Amber and Mark at odds. What'd you oh, think boy. about that? Or about Adam and about Adam Eve and her uh, oh, well, 
Bliss. Uh, listen to the, like, I think this episode really highlights uh, the complexities of human emotional relationships where you are in love with somebody and then you get in conflict with them. And you're like, oh, I loved you so much, you, but now you make me so angry at the same time and how some of these things you get so intertwined with each other's emotions and like, oh, you're not seeing, you're not seeing my perspective you're not seeing my perspective how could how, how have we ever been together this long and you don't know how i truly feel and that and they're getting really upset about this and not just on omni man and his wife but on you know on adam and eve and his you know and his girls like oh it, it, it's it's a it's it's a emotional breakdown episode on on multiple levels and it, you know and, and and even with um um uh what's his name making plans like oh we need a backup like omni-man uh somebody help me Cecil? with uh uh Cecil? Th- yeah yeah okay Cecil, yeah. the um the the, the the cia guy yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh we need a backup for our backup for our backup plan because this is going to go south real quick i i, I have um, to say i love how his backup plan fail. kind of like yeah. a, an objective outside picture of all this stuff but you gotta hey, love when the superheroes time. get emotional shit goes bad mm-hmm. look that relationship look i mean it foreshadowed i've been saying it in past episodes look i don't like amber okay and it's to the point where it's like i was right about this and seeing this episode just really solidifies the fact that like this this, this girl is straight trash like he came in there and said i'm invincible and she said she already knew so that means that in the last episode when he went away she knew that he turned into invincible oh but because he didn't tell her you know oh so it makes everything wrong so fuck saving lives right okay so he's, no, man, come on, dude! Like, geez, he's fucking lying to her face all the time, and at well, some point, she was aware of it. And if you've ever been lied to your face repeatedly about the same shit, let me tell you, it will piss you off to the point where you don't care if the person who's telling you the truth now saves lives. <laughs> okay, let's. I was move on to Adam Eve in her life. Uh, Adam Eve, I don't know if you noticed, her life is beautiful compared to everyone else's at this point. And if you noticed her mug says TT on it, which means that Team Team has merch. Mm. That's a weird reality. They're pimping teams or they're pimping themselves. Team Titans never had that. Um, but then that made me question something else, watching her wake up in the morning. What are Adam Eve's powers? Wherever she wants her to be. She's, she's Molecule Man. That's kind of what I thought it was. Okay. I, I feel like she is like wherever she wants her to be. Like She do whatever else she feels like doing at that time but it pertains to her. What she feels like the it. molecule man. But there's a molecule there's a difference man. between doing that as a genie and magical and doing that on by rearranging things on a molecular level. Or which being is a like, Franklin Richards. Exactly. I change reality or Legion, I guess. I think out of this whole intro, the like we've kind of covered already, we still gotta like move forward. Uh the reveal of the cloaked agents always inside of Omni Man's house, which I've read online is very questionable whether or not he knew they were there at all times. Because there's certain times where um, she can, where Debbie confronts him, and he kind of looks around and then flies off. 
And this kind of happened the same way. And so, like, kind of to Kenny's point, like, why he doesn't kill her, um, partially it's because people are watching at all times, and I think he knows that, but he doesn't realize how close they are watching. So as soon as he realizes that first agent's there, you see how quickly he dispatches everything. I think the only thing he wasn't aware of was the uh, safe house across the street. That that was a surprise to him, but everything else I think he's kind of been aware of the whole time. Motherfucking Donald went out like a G. Oh, Donald. Oh, yeah. Donald. Who are you talking to? I can't wait. I can't wait until they... Uh, I, that's the cosplay I want to see. I want to see somebody dressed like Donald, the dumpy white dude with an M16. Dude, the way he Get out of here, guys. Spine, the way he grabs his spine and holds him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, now they get that's pretty all that's left after the blast, right? A little piece of his spine. Mm-hmm. He just drops it. I don't realize how brutal. much Cecil. I don't realize how much Cecil was was a G. That, that's that's the guy right there. Seeing him in in action is just like wow. This dude is calculated. I like his calculations. I mean, even though he's he's hard nosed, but I see his point. I I, I love how. Um, his uh, contingency plans for Omni Man were theoretical in nature; they were tested, but he yep. stood by them. He's like, "This is gonna work." It didn't work. Okay, this is gonna work. Does it work? This is gonna work. This is gonna work. Fuck! Isn't that foreshadowing, Kenny? No, no I like how he talked. Like, like this was foreshadowed. All those plans. When he's talking to uh, Omni Man's wife, and he's like, "That's why I hate myself too." Uh, yeah, because he had the backup to the backup plan. He's like, "Yeah." We knew your son was the ultimate, ultimate backup plan. Yeah. And I also might let him die too, but that's just who I am. And that's why I hate myself. Yeah. Lucy, why don't why don't you give us uh, your opinion of robot at this point after the reveal uh, about this the story. whole other side, the whole other side plot to what's going on. Yeah, just a, a really complex, uh, really interesting way they wrote this show. You know, it, it well. You know the new the new Guardians of the Globe. They're like, hey, yeah, just explain yourself. Why are you coming in here as a fifteen year old kid all of a sudden? And you think that's cool? And like, we're all gonna understand this? Like, hold, oh, p- pause the game here, homeboy. Like, dude, uh, I didn't, did you, that, that whole realize, dynamic and how they wrote that was really neat. Did you realize he was Rex Blood's clone when he walked in? No, not until they not until they said it. Yeah, me neither. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I noticed, noticed it. either. I noticed. I didn't it. notice it. I didn't notice it at all. I think that the uh, the pull up of the garbage truck into the Mahler twins space was hella dope. And again, like the Mahler twins are who we meet first in this universe. So for them to have not just been a look at how tough the uh, the Guardians are uh, example, <laughs> yeah, were. Uh, they really made them an integral story. And like Lucy said, like this is like a this is the C plot line. Like, this is a plot line off of the plot line. Like, this is an off, off, off Broadway show. And mm-hmm. it's super weird and interesting. And um, when he comes out with, you know, he comes out basically looking Akira, like he's like, uh, you know, like all up in the tank and just like uh, deformed and morphed. Wait, start the reactor. Yeah, I thought he was Quoto or Master Blaster. Exactly. If they had a kid. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought that was dope. He's like, I didn't, you know, I didn't design this thing to be opened ever. So uh, yeah, there's no latch here. Like, like, and just like the uh, ooze coming out. But the part of the mind transfer 
of them not knowing like who's who and laying over each other and giving us the real great reasons for the Mahler twins having their confusion and then him showing up with the well I noticed that uh monster girl really uh, was kind of interrupts he's like what 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 I don't even know how to feel about that it is fucked up as Rex yeah. is he is a yeah. well-written funny character without just like being like slapstick funny like he's good he's, it was and, great interesting thing about robot too is like I find it interesting now he is now a human who has to de- try to develop human emotions he's been a robot for so long and it's, it's kind of weird to see how the, how he tries to fit into the world because with the whole thing with um uh monster girl he thinks he, she has feelings for rex explosion like he doesn't know for sure he's like i'm based off you know your pheromone count wherever the fuck i'm taking you you fancy him so i'm gonna dress like him and look how aware he work is. Out. look how aware yeah. he is look how aware he is because he saw that and he saw as soon as he saw some interest that was why he did the whole thing and he you know, he got his DNA and did that. So and he may not even give it. But to Kenny's point, to Kenny's point about him being a robot for so long and not really having true like emotions, uh, the fact that he thought they were going to accept what he did and not even think twice about it—that is that. Yeah, he has. Exactly he has no. Like, he's not. He he's has not no social. In, uh, no social awareness reality. of what's going on. He's almost. Yeah. Like almost autistic in a way, he has no idea. He can't read the room. Yeah, social. Like, social. Oh, yeah, so socially, socially awkward. Yeah, but give him credit for telling the truth, though. <laughs> At Man. least that. Yeah. Well, well, well that yeah, goes to that goes to Kenny's point about him seeming autistic or maybe even having Asperger's. Like he has to tell the truth. Like as soon as the Mahler twins did his thing, he's like, "Okay, now you're going in." Like, like uh, there was certain- no reason for him to. The, the double cross him, he did it because yeah, yeah. I'm gonna arrest you. Why? You're yeah. certain certain people with mental uh uh mental defunctions, I don't know how to fucking put it, end up uh not being able to lie. Like a big thing of autistic parents is like when their kid tells their first lie because it's just yeah. it's another level of thinking that doesn't happen. And so I think that robot man yeah. is mentally stunted and definitely socially stunted like so beyond these characters yeah. let's talk about mark's best friend william uh lucy i don't think you've talked about william yet he has he's a very good uh jiminy cricket type character uh what do you think about his uh his multiple comments during this episode uh no i think william is a is a, is a great uh conscience and and, and keep it like as he finds out he's invincible, like William's keeping him human. You know, he's like, hey, you're my friend. And and like, well, I don't want to get into the next episode, but you know, like uh Invincible is drawn, like he isn't he is from Earth. And like and then they have this conflict later on. So um I think they're important. Every character in this series is very important for their own reason. Every main character is um is anger is confusion is love you know they're, they're, they're it, it's it's very well written and i think he's he's con he's a conscience to uh invincible um yeah i agree with you lucy i think in this episode that when omni man uh finds william's car like he's looking for invincible and he just like comes down and he just like puts his hand through the uh the roof he's just like all right, where is he? He's like, uh, okay, Mr. Grayson. Uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, man, like, <laughs> yeah. there's just, 
there's a great bit of human uh human element in there and lucy you're 100 right like in the sense of like him being consciousness like he's it's not that he's funny or fun like like yes he plays a comedy role but there's a certain heart that he has in the show that isn't trying to be a hero's heart or a noble heart or anything like he's along for the ride and he's giving the right amount of enthusiasm for finding out that your best friend is fucking a superhero if i found out that lucy was a superhero for fucking in in 12th grade and and he's fucking known it, like it's i think a real they do a, they do real good job at real relationships and that's kind of where the show shines perfect example is as when he's like hey can uh you take me flying real quick um but I do want to talk about Debbie being in the GDA. Jay, I feel like you have a lot to say about Debbie's current situation. Well, let me speak on the whole situation as far as uh, um, William first. Um, as far as William goes, he's a real friend. I mean, he's not an enabler. He's the type of friend that, you know, that Mark needs. And sometimes, you know, when we have people that are, you know, Sometimes we have people that are friends that are not really friends. They're, they're called enablers. And, you know, sometimes they do stuff and, you know, they don't have anyone to check them. And because they don't have anybody to check them, because, you know, because they don't have anybody to check them. They you are literally describing Ed. Ed, Ed. Ed is an enabler. Ed knows he's an enabler. No, Ed, no, no, no. Ed is different. Ed, is, Ed just instigates just for fun. He does that. But anyway... No, and you know, an enabler like is William is not. Even when Mark got out the car, you can tell like he was like, you know what, you're right. Well, I don't want to talk to you right now. And it was just some, it was just some heavy dose of stuff that he didn't need. He didn't need to hear. It. He didn't want to hear it. It was some stuff that he didn't want to hear, but he needed to hear it. He needed to hear. It. So now we're gonna get now. You want me to speak about Debbie being in you know in there with a. In custody, yeah. Well, protection, quote unquote. Well, here's the thing about it. I'm waiting to the fact where Debbie opens that damn book and starts to use Mr. Hellboy, but I mean, we're gonna get on that. But 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 listen, what Debbie said, Debbie was I mean, she is she's a mom. She's a mom. She, you know, she she's basically going off her mom instincts. And I can understand how she feels. I can really understand how she feels like you know, I'm more you know i'm relating more to her now where it's like man that's my son out there even though you can't use my son as a weapon even though i, I mean yeah. i understand that he's possible he's the best possible hope but that's still my son out there it, it, it's, it's the worst case scenario because she's in a power situation because she's been with her husband for years she knows him and now she doesn't know him at all and the she has her one thing to, to stop her husband is her son who just got these powers a few months ago and it's like you're trying to deal with your kid going through puberty, and now your kid has gone through puberty. Now it has to fight your husband, and you can't do anything about it. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. Your your, your family's tearing apart at the seams. So did you that catch? The, did you catch the 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 um, the conversation? Pay more attention to the conversation when 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 Cecil was trying to talk to Omni Man. I mean, I thought that was a very powerful conversation right there. Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah. They worked together for years. Like they, they, they had a working relationship. It's like this is your this is your coworker, your colleague. You know, they probably had spent many a nights kicking back, drinking beers after taking down a giant fucking octopus. 
And you then know? he tried to play the moral high ground, saying, don't speak her name. Oh, okay. You don't want me to speak her name, but you can sit up there and lie to your family every day. And see, that's the point where Cecil is the definition, and I relate to this the most. Sometimes you can't do things the hero way. Sometimes you got to be fucked up and cold for the oh, right yeah. reasons. For the right reasons. And they may say it's messed up, but it gets the job done, which is why I said, which is why you I don't have a base like Cecil and not be all cheery and, and sunshine and rainbows. You you got to believe you're a cold hearted. Exactly. You got a face like that. Cold hearted. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say on the opposite side of what you guys are talking about, the Adam and the Adam Eve conversation with Mark is very different. I think Adam, I think that Mark Invincible is a little bit more on your side, uh, and not just like by like not doing things by being ignorant of things and not paying attention that you'll be you'll be better off um but adam Eve very very bluntly tells him and i and i think this is what jay was talked about in earlier episodes about how um amber and mark are not good but adam eve and invincible are because she makes him a better person they're a better couple per se well we have to cover the mauler twins getting like we're like well what did robot give the mauler twins oh, and then oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you see immortal back man. the immortal, bringing back the immortal. <laughs> oh Ooh. shit! What a fuck! And, and he just goes. Now the Mahler twins had the backup to their backup, and it didn't back them up. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> but I, I just said that was kind of funny how they thought, oh, this plan is gonna work, and it didn't work. Like this whole episode was like everybody had plans, and it didn't work. No, no, good point. Yeah, yeah, good point. We all, all, and that's 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 relationships. Like, I think this relationship is going to go this way, but when somebody else, somebody else's life and emotions is evolved, like you don't have control over that, Mm -hmm. and then it 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 turned to rolled upside down. Yeah, and and it was interesting thing about I like Cecil more as a character because he knew he was punching against a typhoon and was not going to get anywhere with it. He knew, like, okay. I know it's not going to work, but I'm going to do it anyways. This is, this is it's going to happen, you know. And I love how the immortal was dope with the hey, get get it out the ice box, and then they give you that Cthulhu, and yeah. you're just like, all right, this all right. is what I want to see. And he's yep. giving Omni Man the business, like it's yep. it was do, on point. Um, he threw everything at him that he could handle and more, and he's like, I'll hit you with everything I got. You're gonna win, but I'm gonna hit you every day. I got. I'll even throw my shoe at you if I have to. I'll take my shoe off my foot and throw it at you. <laughs> which got to the which got to why I think the dopest line when uh they're like uh the teleporter's down. He's like, well, you gotta get that fucker back up. Where do you think he's going next? Yeah. Like I I could like I've never wanted to work harder before in my life. Somebody get this yeah. fucking teleporter back up. That was that was get a it dope working. Line. Get it working. The immortal flashbacks when like he was coming back. And it's basically just fucking Vandal Savage, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Omni Man! Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Went on, woke up and chose violence. <laughs> that, was do. that was just great. Well, how would you feel if you got killed by somebody? Like, come on. <laughs> so, let's so, go. Okay. So, during this fight, like, Eve, Adam Eve obviously listens to what is recommended to her by Mark's mom, flies back to the Guardians or to safety, and watching Mark fight with his dad it, you know it's about time we team up i think is the joke um 
just like earlier in the episode, we see uh, Omni-Man standing looking out the window, which is him obviously rethinking his his mentality, uh, this planet, his wife, his kid, and what he needs to do. Here you get to see another side of him because he's obviously acting on the things that he's thought of earlier. He's protecting and looking out for his son the whole fucking time. Yeah, we, we forgot a scene earlier. Of the one where he was having that, he was having that uh, practice talk with Mark. He's like, you know, like we need to talk. He's going this whole spiel about how he was going to talk about how I killed the Guardians of the Globe. Oh, the practice is why. Practice, yeah. And you kind of see that whole thing. Like he wanted to come clean. But in the back of my mind, he knows that like, the way I'm going to come clean, he's not going to be on board with this. So I got I to gotta redo my speech. How is this going to work out? And yeah, I just, you're, I just you're, think you're, it's, it's, it's nice to notice that he's a Viltrumite who are supposed to be kind of emotionless, like mm-hmm. conquerors should be. And uh, you're starting to see that, Wayne. And this whole episode, you see it. And I just want to make that point. That's all. He cares. No, it's, it's what, what, I thought, what I thought was done really, really well was them doing the, the audience knows something that mm-hmm. the actors on stage don't know. So when he's flying up and we're like, no, you're mistaking the situation. Like, mm-hmm. that's some fucking classic Shakespearean, like, the audience is aghast because they know what the person off screen, off stage, doesn't yeah. know. And so they did, like, a great setup, uh, which leads to the, you know, obvious team-up comic book uh, punchline. And that's the last I remember of episode seven. Uh, well, it, it, was, it was really cool about that fight scene because... Even though we as audience knew that Omni Man was messed up, but if you get that one moment for me when you see him fighting together, you think so maybe Omni Man might have a change of heart. When I was, you know, fighting alongside my son, it nope. filled me with a new sense of purpose. And nope, that was a lie. <laughs> Until you killed a mortal, and then that's when you feel like, no, he ain't, he's still the same Omni Man. It's like Ed said. You want to it's, like, it's like Ed's point when he brought up Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. It's, it's exactly that. I mean, except yeah. that Invincible ain't no Goku to knock his ass back into. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt that. Or he's supposed to be the Goku. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. You know, but. Um, I do think it's also important, important to note that this whole fight is televised. So this is the first time the planet gets to see uh, Omni- Omni-Man be the real Omni-Man, as the same time as his wife does, as his son does. Like, this is big reveal. You see him on, on I assume the next episode we're going to have to deal with that. But just watching that moment where everyone is watching it, like, the whole world stops. Literally. We, we, and now you got the, your the whole, and your daughter to deal with it. The whole world shares Mark's disbelief as he sees it. When he sees his own dad kill the immortal, he's like, what the shit? And the whole world's like, what the shit? And we as the audience is like, I told you so. I told you. Motherfucker crazy. I mean, truth yeah. be told, if someone eye gouged me, I'd try to rip them in half, too. Uh, on that note, all right, man. Uh, great episode. Can't wait for the finale. I really can't wait. Like, I hope we do it tomorrow. Uh, Editor San Antonio, if you like, enjoyed, learned something new, subscribe. Check us out. We'll teach you some shit. Peace. Rob Lucy, Phoenix, Oregon. Can't wait to get into the final of Invincible. Looking forward to it.
Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Whoops. Oh, sorry. Kenny Miller, Pomona, California. Um, yeah, episode eight, it goes down. Uh, I can't wait to talk about it either if, I, if I'm here. Thank you, guys. Mobile Fresh. Mobile Fresh, San Francisco. My only regret was that Omni Man didn't rip Cyclops in half. Jay, can I please get an optic blast? Cyclops is the superior, superior, superior X-Men inside the whole entire team. And he would kill Omni-Man! Los Angeles. Uh, uh, 